Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight. You let me know everything's alright. Swing of things, one week down, and this week, uh, of course, as always, joined by Mr. Spencer. Jack, welcome to the show. Hello, Conrad Mojica. Also joining us this week uh, for our second guest of a year, certainly a crowd favorite, has not been on since we lost the recording from late last year, but back again, the hungry dog, D-Shay. Declan, welcome on to the show. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Declan, I, I got I gotta ask. Uh, I mean, I I for one, I'm shirking my responsibility by recording right now. Um, uh, I'm I'm happy you're available, but uh, are you not Are you not on the grind yet? You, you haven't started yet. No, no, I have I have one more week of freedom, and then I'm working the blue collar life. Oh yeah, uh, you know, clock in, clock out, grabbing your lunch pail, you know. He's a real oh. lunch pail guy, a real student of the game. Yeah, maybe start a union. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. So you're that kind of blue collar guy. I think we can respect that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We we already lost our our socialist blue collar guy Tommy for from last year. So you could always mm. use a replacement. <laughs> um, guys, uh, wow, this is definitely one of the most memorable week ones I can remember as far as actual NFL goes. Not necessarily no. fantasy. Um, so many insane moments. Obviously, the Chiefs game didn't go how we wanted it to. But honestly, kind of happy we got that loss out of the way after seeing how a lot of our uh, competitors did this week. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely odd um, seeing – I mean, the, the Bills definitely folded. Uh, more so Josh Allen. I mean, he took responsibility, and the Bengals were just completely lost. I was getting into this argument with, um, well, not argument, discussion with Riley. And I was like, if you just got paid the most amount in NFL history, there's no excuses, you know? No rust can be attributed to you, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't have preseason, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, he also just got engaged, um, got the big contract, and then he goes out there and, yep, gets zero points. I mean, I mean uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen definitely, I think, a pretty clear two and three in the league for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, none of those, none of those top class AFC guys really succeeded. Uh, Declan, any thoughts on week one? Yeah. I mean, week one was fucking insane. And like a little boy on Christmas morning, I woke up immediately went to fantasy pros and I'm no longer last on the rest of the season rankings. And I'm very happy about that. I'm, but, I'm interested in who you have, who your fantasy pros has as last for the rest of the season rankings. Uh, let me, well, it's gotta be Will <laughs> okay. Frank. Upon the examination, I think I might be last if I've changed since this morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, me, me and Dawson are tied for last, which, you know, we've always been the most doubted people, uh, even though we are championship winners. 
but I'm happy to have Dawson at the bottom with me. <laughs> we love to hear that. Uh, yeah, definitely glad to hear you're still going strong with the Fantasy Pros. People forget you're the OG Fantasy Pros Power Rankings guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, with you on the show, we can get right into it. Uh, with, with your week, you know, uh, you didn't have the worst week of anyone this week in fantasy, certainly not. Uh, would have been enough to get the job done against a few teams this week, but uh, not quite ever, to, not quite able to get it done. Tamke famously usually struggles at the beginning of the season, but the last couple of years he has gotten off to hot starts, and we've let him do it again. How are you feeling after that week one matchup? Yeah, I mean it's, it, yeah, I mean losing to Will, I feel like I owed him one after beating him on the Wonderluck. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't feel too bad about my loss. Uh, David Montgomery definitely upped his value a lot. It looks like he's going to get a lot more carries than people expected. Um, I just, I mean, Sky Moore and Christian Kirk kind of fucked me. Uh, but I had never really thought about playing Jordan Addison in place of either of them. Uh, but overall, I was I was pretty happy with my team's performance. Uh, I was watching that Dallas game and I, I saw Deuce Vaughn got a big like four yard carry. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> oh, I always love seeing Deuce getting loose out on the field. I think he'll probably he'll probably be the next Tony Pollard and Tony Pollard will become the next Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, um, I'm interested what you think about this this take here. Um, I because we're talking right now to the Jonathan Taylor holder. Um, I think that the combination of the Colts almost pulling off the upset last week against the Jags, who some people have as the potential uh, number one seed in the AFC, certainly the winner of their weak division. Um, oh, along bad. With, along with the promise shown out of Anthony Richardson, um, are we much closer to a Jonathan Taylor return with the Colts? Well, it's going to have to be at least uh, by week four because he's on the PUP list. Right. Um, uh, I mean – with him, it's always going to come down to money, you know? Like, we could talk about winning versus non-winning and all this stuff, but if you're running back in today's league, you just, you're looking for the next paycheck, essentially. Especially especially if you're these upper-tier guys. I think he'll come back if uh, the team's rocking and rolling, but I don't think the team's success was the issue. I think it was always wanting to get paid more. Yeah, Declan, I'd be very interested in seeing how you deal with um, – because you're going to have a couple of guys that are going to be uh, – hopefully if Jonathan Taylor does return, I say hopefully because I, I got him late in one of my leagues. Um, if John, uh, as When Judy returns and when Jonathan Taylor returns and if uh, Kareem Hunt gets signed, you'll have a few guys that yeah. will be – I have a lot of long-term investments on this league. <laughs> <laughs> Including Jameson Williams as well. Um, Jack dropped Jalen Warren like a fucking dummy, so I added him immediately. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think Jerry, I think Jerry Judy might be playing next week, but I am loving my roster so much more than I was before this last week. Yeah, definitely some flux coming, and we, we know you're a big trader, so I'll be interested to see how you do approach that, especially with the last thing I want to talk about before we get to Tamke's side. Uh, Bijan Robinson, I would say... Uh, I have some notes from the Falcons game. My first being that they have made it very clear that they're just going to continually run the ball. And even though the Falcons aren't a great team, they probably have the best odds to win the division. Maybe a little, maybe right with the Saints, a very weak division. And yeah, Bijan had a great fantasy game and Algier had an even better fantasy game. So even with 
I, mean, I think we can expect Bijan to increase his carries throughout the season. Even with the Algier sneaking a couple of touchdowns and a few runs, Bijan still with a very solid fantasy performance for a start. Uh, how are you feeling about that right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it devastated me seeing my, my former son, Algier, who you traded me last year, Conrad, who oh, I'll never forget. Act, actually came out pretty well for just like kind of a, a throw and pick and a trade. Um, but yeah, I mean, he got vultured for two touchdowns and still pulled away with, what, 17 points last week. So I'm super happy about that. He's only going to get more touches as the season goes on. I am a little disappointed in what their passing attacks gonna look like uh considering i also have kyle pitts very highly leveraged in the falcons offense um (laughs) this is an atlanta falcons team right here no they're they're gonna win the division sky Moore, wide receiver two love to see it well i i I think jerry judy's gonna be back pretty soon and jordan addison looks like he could be a little sneaky uh you know kind of what Adam Thielen was, you know, gets a few touchdowns every now and then, even though not being the number one wide receiver. Um, but, yeah, my flex position is where I'm definitely the most worried, especially after Christian Kirk kind of had a shake game, and it looks like Calvin Ridley's squarely the number one option for Trevor Lawrence. On uh, on Tamke's side of the ball, I'll say this. Um, look out for Drake London on waiver wires because I'm sure Will's going to look at that 0.0 and think it's going to If there was anyone for weird starts to their season to happen to, uh, it would be Will right now who doesn't follow the NFL that closely with Darren Waller getting off to a slow start because of that shellacking in the Meadowlands with Tua getting out to a really hot start. Uh, Damian Pierce getting off to a slow start. I mean, this is really a team that I think shows a ton of promise. I guess the question is, how will how will Tanky steer the ship, Jack? Tanky just needs to do what Tanky does and not do anything. Um, like, <laughs> Honest, honestly, yeah. Like, this team looks pretty good for the rest of the season <laughs> if it just sits there. <laughs> so, in that case, yeah, it's fine. I mean... You'd like to hope that Will doesn't screw it up and just, like, take his fifth through eighth placing um, by just, you know. Which isn't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Declan, please do not get it a third year in a row. We're all getting bored. No, if if I look like I'm going to get last again this year, I'm going to spend a fuck ton of money on whatever fantasy service the world has to offer. (laughs) (laughs) You got to make some ballsy trades. That's, Jack, that's Jack, all you gotta do. One of your best calls, actually. Well, you were cursed for this call at first with the worst pick of the draft was Joshua Dobbs, and then Dobbs came out of nowhere and became a starting quarterback for an NFL team. But then he went out there, threw 30 passes, was the starter all game long, and finished with negative 0.02 points. Uh, you gotta wonder what Will's gonna do with that guy after after this week. Slot him in, get him over to Anon. That's the only <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> I mean, that is that might be the first time I've ever seen someone play an entire game healthy, uh, only lose by a single possession as a quarterback and come out with negative points. That is truly an accomplishment by Will. Um, really, he clearly started the right quarterback this week with uh, Daniel Jones and Joshua Dobbs combining for about two points collectively. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say all things considered, uh, I'm I'm not scared by Will's team, especially given Will's management style of not you know, striking while the iron is hot, but this is definitely, I'm facing him next week 
And I would definitely rather be facing him later in the year because I think he's going to have another great week next week. Um, I don't even think this week was a particularly great week for him. But um, yeah, uh, bit of a bit of a bad start to the season for the Hungry Dogs. But um, I'm definitely a little bit higher on your boys too right now, Declan. I think that your boys are trending in the right direction. We'll see how you move on the waiver wire tomorrow. Good, good. Do you guys uh, do you guys see comments left on the podcast at all? Uh, no, it's it's merely uh, it's merely on Spotify. No comment. Okay. <laughs> During the episode, uh, the first episode of the year, I commented a few times that you should leave DJ's boys alone and that they're <laughs> underrated. And yeah, things are pretty good. You know, who knows? Maybe Jonathan Taylor gets traded to like the Dolphins and he becomes kind of like the CMC of last season. Uh, oh, but very oh. optimistic. <laughs> 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 but it could happen. Well, well, DJ, I'm glad that you're sending comments to Spotify's headquarters in Sweden, telling them to leave DJ's boys alone. It's um, <laughs> definitely a great start to the year for for the pod. Um, we're this year we are trying out some new formats. Um, I so we started with uh, our guest. Now I want to move on to the highest scorer of the week, uh, who was Telford. Uh, Telford went against uh, Metcalf, who actually was, I believe, the second highest score of the week, classic Metcalf, um, and still lost by uh, one of the widest margins all week of any matchup. Uh, I believe, actually, it is the widest margin. So that's just about how good Telford was. Um, yeah, it was... What, what What are your thoughts here, Jack? I mean, it's pretty easy to do that when your defense scores, like, 40 points, but... True. <laughs> Besides that, obviously having Tyreek was nice. I'll say this about um, Telford, though. He was the first person to pick a defense, and they got him 35 points. He somewhat controversially went for Tyreek at number one overall, and he had the number one week of anyone in all of fantasy football. And his keeper, Tony Pollard, in the fifth round also shined. So really solid week for Telford, Marxism, Leninism theory. Um, I certainly think that... He's even got more room to grow with Mark Andrews out this week, having to start his backup. Um, there was there was little doubt this week as Telford absolutely steamrolled the second highest scorer. Yeah, I mean it's nice to see uh, if you're Zach Telford. He needs a win, you know. Part <laughs> <laughs> of the combine champion, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, controversially, I mean, Conrad, you. Didn't win the 40, so, you know, I mean, that could have changed some things, but... Look, look, I was talking to Frankie recently, and he revealed to me, I, I didn't realize this, if Frankie wasn't so bad at throwing the football, he actually would have beaten Telford, uh, which kind of surprised me, because Telford won, like, four different events, but um, I, I checked the scoreboard, and it's kind of true. Frankie was just so abysmal. The only guy, notably, in the entire league who played for Rockers football four years uh, was the most abysmal thrower of a football. Um, and uh, that's why Telford gets to have the name he has, and uh, he's certainly riding high. Diche, are you? Uh, are you? Are you? Are you peeing your pants a little seeing Telford's team? No, I'm. I'm. I'm unconcerned. Uh, but in all seriousness, he he does have a pretty good team. Tony Pollard probably gonna lose his starting job pretty soon. But <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> but it's he, he's got a pretty good team, and he also has Jordan Love on his bench, who had a great week one. So it'll be interesting to see if he becomes a nice little trade piece down the line. 
or maybe a starter over Kerr. Yeah, I, I said at the beginning of this year, Telford's one of those guys who I just think, even though he's famously never won a playoff game, I also think he's one of the guys that you just never see losing the Sacco. I think he drafts really well. He makes good moves. He's aggressive with the one-up. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's easy to say this uh, after he's finishes with the highest score first week, but he looks like he's sitting the best right now uh, moving forward as well with, again, Andrews and Love coming off the bench, along with Brian Robinson, who also had a really good week as Antonio Gibson's fading away. On the other side of the ball, as we said, Metcalf honestly had a very good week. Obviously, it never feels good when you lose, especially when you lose by uh, 55 points. Uh, <laughs> however, um, yeah, I mean, the uh, his star, Saquon Barkley, uh, got put with that horrible game script, so you know he's going to bounce back from that 0-40 to 40 loss. Although I would be a little concerned that the Giants are going to have some significant regression from last year. I think we all kind of predicted that. Mahomes, even though the Chiefs had a pretty bad game and Mahomes is missing Kelsey, Mahomes still was serviceable and he'll surely be better. Ayuk is what kept Metcalf competitive in this game for the first window. Um, and uh, yeah, he continues to start Thielen despite my protest that Thielen should be in a retirement home. But he's got Zay Flowers coming off the bench. And of course, he's a big believer in Alvin Kamara, who he's waiting for that suspension to pass. So um, yeah, I, I honestly think that uh, you know Metcalf's got the classic pretty stacked rb room with a hero quarterback and uh yeah i think i think he's i think he's gonna be fine this year yeah he'll be he'll be good um it's just gonna come down to his running backs pretty much and you know if purdy can keep slinging it i mean if if alvin kamara even comes back like how he was last year which is pretty disappointing um he's his flex that is that is pretty absurd he's for sure I mean, you already see, not to jump the gun too much, but you already see people's running back room drying up right now, such as Noswad, who, you know, there were so many injuries this week, so many people could not make it through, and those will continue to stack up. So Metcalf's strategy looking pretty good after the first week. Yeah, I kind of came into the draft with the same type of strategy. Um, little did I know that Metcalf was going to one-up me uh, with the running back union. Um, I do really like his team. One player I really wanted to get bad in the draft is uh, Brandon Ayuk, who I had on my team last year. I think he's a stud. He's probably going to prove to be a very good fantasy wide receiver this year. Um, but overall, just like you said, Alvin Kamara, whenever he comes back from his suspension, he's going to have three super, super solid uh, running backs and then Mahomes. So I think he'll have a, a good season overall. Yeah, I think that I think that Ayuk is such a good player and San Francisco is such a good offense. The only issue is that he's like the fourth option on that team behind all their studs. I I really I I don't understand San Francisco. They are such an amazing team. They have such an incredible offense with such an incredible defense, and yet they cannot figure out quarterback. And this is what they've been for the last seven years. They'll continue to be very fun to play their weapons in fantasy. Um, but, uh, yeah, if we see them in the Super Bowl again, uh, I'm, I'm just not afraid of Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, no matter how good their defense or their weapons are. Hey, Brock Purdy is going to get his, Conrad. He has yet to lose a game in the NFL. Very true. That's, well, uh... Has he still not lost a game? Well, he kind of lost that NFC Championship game, but he did go out in that game, kind of. So, that's kind of true, actually. 
Um, very true, Jack. I shouldn't sleep on that boy. Um, after we move off of the highest score, actually the two highest scores, uh, I want to move to the lowest score of the week, which was uh, somewhat surprisingly, um, I'm not necessarily sure if I remember where we ranked him, but I know he wasn't at bottom. Uh, Anthony Cameron with a very weak uh, week one. Um, yeah, you know, what this comes down to for me was sitting Brees Hall. Uh, I don't have a huge problem with that because there were so many questions around his injury, but it definitely looks dumb when you realize he started Antonio Gibson, who just fumbled and looked horrible. And, you know, I, I, I think his time as an NFL player who receives snaps and his time on anyone's fantasy roster is extremely limited. Um, but yeah, Brees Hall coming off the bench. I mean, he had that one huge run. He looks absolutely wonderful. And I don't think that the Aaron Rodgers injury is going to damage his stock that much. Um, but yeah, mostly just a week of underperformances for Cambo with Lamar having a weird game script and CeeDee Lamb, the offense was doing nothing on Dallas, uh, the passing offense, I should say, despite winning by 40. Um, yeah, just, just a really weird, bad week for Cambo. That's yeah. I I'd like seeing Cameron return to form. You know, he <laughs> uh, the new guy needs to get knocked down a little bit. Um, I like I like the Brees Hall reach, uh, or not reach, I guess, but drafting because he had Brees last year, so you like to see some continuity. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is gonna be can Lamar do it? Oh God, Gibson is a horrible RB two. He, he so literally, bad. I mean, uh, he's not his RB two, but he needs to drop Gibson. I mean, he is he is horrendous. <laughs> so bad. Wait, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. He started Antonio Gibson over Brees Hall last week. Yeah, that, that's what I said. Garbage. The start of this, uh, segment. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just. Oh God, this is. You gotta oh, believe he, in your boys. His bench is bad too. This is. Oh this, yeah, I would not have started Antonio Gibson there. You gotta. The second you get Brees Hall starting, slot him in there. He's he's a dog. Um, Wichita boy. Yeah, you got to look to trade some of these wide receivers, in my opinion. Um, even for like a Jackson Smith and Jigba, for like I don't know Raheem Mostert. I mean, have it, have it. I have Mostert, but still, um, I'm not <laughs> offering that trade just yet. But you got you got to look to do something there. Um, you need like a solid, solid dude in there. Um, but yeah, I, it's fine. It's like a fine team. I wouldn't trade him, but I wouldn't trade my team for it. But you know, you gotta, you gotta believe. What were you saying on that point, Declan? <laughs> um, I mean, I was just saying Brees Hall, you know, Wichita boy, but yeah, this team's absolute hot garbage. Um, <laughs> where did you guys have them? have a cambo on your power rankings i can check right now but i think i i personally had him pretty high um i yeah just the talking heads fucking up again (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm trying to find it um yeah i can't i can't find it right now but i know that i had him a little bit higher than jack and i know we both had him pretty high so um yeah i mean i i do think he'll do better and i think that he he's a smart owner and Lamar will be better and everyone will be better, but he needs to make better starting decisions. And that's yeah, totally- look, Lamar's going to be a lot better, but even Derrick Henry, you know, I mean, he's, he's been pretty consistent, you know, the last few years, but I'd, I'd be, I'd still be nervous about Derrick Henry being your, 
your number one running back. Um, he got less carries than Spears. Yeah, I mean that that would have me really nervous. Um, hey yo, <laughs> kind of like what you guys were saying. He should probably start shopping wide receivers. I know, um, I know two teams that have a lot of running backs and a long term investment running back that could pay off crazy dividends. Um, but yeah, overall. I mean, you got to hope Reese Hall, you know, becomes a really valuable, like, running back, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just a shit week overall. Adam turned in a, um, you know, a solid week. But for me, he was my preseason number one. I consider this an underperformance. And that starts first and foremost. Actually, really three huge – four, actually, underperformers I can count here. Despite getting the win, Josh Allen had a horrendous game. I do think that that is a greater testament to a Bills regression that a lot of people have called this year. I mean, the Jets' defense is really good, and like that certainly was a difficult matchup. But if you watch that game, Josh Allen, at least those first two interceptions, were 100% his fault. The only drive where it felt like the Bills knew what they were doing was that drive that where they tied the game on the field goal, where they just kept going to Stephon Diggs. It's like, yes, this is what makes the Bills scary, is Josh Allen can run it, and when he starts running, he can just dump it to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. Um, but their offense looked horrendous yesterday compared to the uh, to the standards we have for them. Along with that, uh, they're calling him Facade White. Um, he already <laughs> is indicating that um, you know he was he was right in that RB dead zone that emerges every year between RBs that you know are still the starters on their team versus RBs that are kind of like question, RB by committee. He was right in the middle of that dead zone where it's like, okay, he's the one on his team, but he's really unproven. And uh, he had a horrendous first game this year. Um, he had 16 – oh, sorry, this was – he had 17 carries for 39 yards. That is an average of 2.3 yards per carry. He did catch two balls for 10 yards. But, yeah, I mean, he got the opportunities. But um, there's competition in Tampa. They beat Minnesota, and I would be very concerned about Rashad White right now. I think he could be a total bust. And then uh, I'll also mention George Kittle. Disappointing game, but that happens under George Kittle. No alarm there. T. Higgins, though, uh, again, I'm necessarily alarmed about it, but you just don't expect to get goose-egged by your number two pick. Um, so, yeah, Adam had a lot of really ugly spots this week. Um, he did get a great performance by Calvin Ridley and his defense and his kicker. And ultimately what pushed him to the top was playing the worst team this week. But, um, yeah, I would I would definitely be pretty unhappy with this win if I'm Adam. Yeah, I mean, that, that Bills game was so gross. And I guess I never really thought about it. Josh Allen, I think, in the two previous seasons has thrown 14 interceptions and 15 interceptions. I wonder. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot different compared to um Dak Prescott just because you know the Bills have been better and he's just a lot more electric I'm 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 ready for the conversation to change about Josh Allen especially after just that shit game but I mean looking at Adam's team I think Calvin Ridley was definitely the best keeper um I had thought about doing that but decided to stick with my boy T-Law um and, you know, he still had a good scoring week, even considering that T. Higgins dropped a double goose egg. Um, but overall, yeah, Rashad White, you can't really trust that too much, but he's got a really good team. Declan, do you know when Adam picked up Calvin Ridley, actually, last year? Um, No. 
He did it while you were doing your beer mile, actually. He <laughs> was he? Because I remember saying something about Calvin Ridley during my beer mile. <laughs> he was out of the playoffs, but the season was still ongoing. And I think maybe you saying something about, during the beer mile reminded him. He opened up the fantasy app and picked up Calvin Ridley. And the rest is history. His best performer on the week for a 16th wow. round pick during the beer mile. Disgusting. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's that's great to see. Uh, I, I mean, I like Adam's team still. Um, I know, I mean, it's just going to be, Josh, I had Josh Allen last year. This is going to happen all the time where he just has three turnovers and just kill and just kills your entire four turnovers. Like, he is so bad. He has the most turnovers yeah. in the NFL since 2018. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nasty. You, you got to get someone else in your flex. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to do that. Cam Akers is. He's not that guy anymore. Not that he ever was, but you got to put in Jahan Dotson, in my opinion. Also, guys, we cannot be carrying two defenses. I know there's a bunch of teams doing it this year. Do not do two defenses, please. This is absolutely ridiculous. I was looking at Frankie's team specifically. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do think that if you go early on defense, you normally should just stick with them each week. But there are some matchups where you should probably – pick up and back up defense. I, I support the two defenses. I won't take such a strong stance against that. Um, guys, I uh, the newcomer in the league, uh, well, the newcomer, the, the prodigal son, after seven years uh, away from the league, after a very bad one season, Torty came back and he had a great week. I said Metcalf was the second highest scorer, but Metcalf only scored less than 0.2 more points than Torty. Um, in a generally just low-scoring week across the board for fantasy, um, across all my leagues, I know it was a pretty low-scoring week. Um, Conrad, Conrad, this was the lowest offensive week since 2001. Really? For lowest offensive week one since 2001. Wow. Just like wow. NFL-wise. I, not I didn't see that statistic. I was just I was, I was just going off of like the average scores. Like I saw very few. Even in my 10-person league, I think only like three teams cracked 100 points. So I, in my ten person league, I didn't even break sixty. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, you were yeah, it was bad. Yeah, yeah no, what's was, new? Yeah, so so just know if if you unless you're Telford right now, there were probably some negatives you took away from the first week, and just know that um, yeah, it was pretty bad across the board for everyone. Um, yeah, I'll you know I'll start with I'll start with uh, myself though um, in this game. Uh, yeah, I honestly was not too upset about anything that necessarily went down, especially seeing the injuries this week. Um, very blessed as a Chief fan and as a owner of Travis Kelsey that he is likely to come back week two, and at the very least they didn't suffer a more serious injury. Um, I'm very excited about Anthony Richardson. I have him in all three leagues, and this is the one league where I'm leaning to starting him next week, assuming he's healthy because Dak is going against the Jets um Dak I'm not too upset about that game the script was really odd they won 40 to 0 whatever but I, I'm really excited about Anthony Richardson Austin Eckler looked great Jack I will admit I'm a little concerned about this whole ankle thing but at least uh at least it's we know he doesn't have didn't break anything or yeah it'll be fine um I'm I'm, I'm not concerned about this injury in particular it's just um not that Eckler is an old running back, but he's an older running back, and I'm a little worried of what this indicates. You know, these just like random things that come up. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about that. 
Miles Sanders, I think, was one of my, my most boring picks, and he had a pretty boring week. Samaj Pirine, the same goes with him. Um, and then Debo and Terry just did not deliver this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for more production uh, pretty much across the board, but I'm happy that none of my guys are seriously injured. And, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 feel, I'm feeling okay after this week. Yeah, you should there's, – there's no reason to worry. Um, Connor, are you going to be starting Anthony Richardson next week over Dak? Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. I, I, uh, Dak is going against the Jets, who looked really good last night. Um, and despite the fact that Dak's low-scoring points is more so a product of the game script, Anthony Richardson is going against the Texans. Um, so that is very exciting Ooh. to me. I'm going against Tamke, who I already said has a pretty good team. So uh, I might roll with uh, AR-15 and, and, and see, see how things go. I, 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 I like it. Uh, thoughts? I think it's good. I have a, an, Anthony, an Anthony Richardson Offensive Rookie of the Year ticket. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna passively root for you every I love week that. I love in that, that respect. Um, yeah, he's got all the he's got everything you need um, to do like really good rookie year, but not necessarily good the rest of his career, if you know what I mean. Where he's just six four and so uh, like electric with the ball in his hands and so fast, so 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 fast. I think, um, uh, sorry, I I think maybe it was Tre- maybe it was Trevor Lawrence, some quarterback spoke with him after the game and was like was like you need to be more careful like with your body like you're you're going crazy out there yeah he was he did not take slides he's very much doing the josh allen thing where he just wants to barrel into everyone but you know you like to see it you like to see it uh i mean if you're a rookie and i know you're the fourth overall pick but you got to earn your place in that offense you know yeah I mean, you, gotta, I, you gotta get those yards uh, he he's he's gonna be their main running back. I th- Evan Hole's like out now, so they have like Zach Moss with a broken arm coming in next week. So we'll see what he can do. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning him right now. I'm not gonna lock that in, but I'm I'm, I'm cer- certainly leaning that. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Tordy, I I thought I I thought I had him beat when his Burrow Jamar Chase very scary stack had a very bad week, combining for just under ten points. Um, and then Aaron Jones happened, and uh, yeah, he. Literally on his last run, which was like a 35-yard touchdown catch, he walked into the tunnel holding his holding his hamstring. I don't. Th- it's not going to be a serious hamstring injury, but uh, he still left the third quarter, half to third quarter, and he put up 25.7 points. So um, that just shows you. I know Jack Tordy was a team you were the highest on. That shows you that Tordy's got a very solid team that can beat you in many ways. Um, for instance, Algier on his bench put up 22.9. Definitely flex worthy. Michael Pittman, who I think was a good value pick, was had a great week. And yeah, just uh, in general, this is a team that can just kind of probably put up a hundred points pretty much every week because they got so many weapons. Yeah, I mean, I was begging and pleading that boy to just please, please take Jamar Chase for the Burrow stack because um, I need. At the end of the day, I just want to see the league succeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a culture. And just season. have just have just have confident players. Um, and I just yeah. So in a week where Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase combined for less than ten points, which is a crazy thing to say. It's probably the only time that's ever happened if they both play the entire game. Um, you just. And the fact that he still broke 100 is insane. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, uh, we got something I want to bring up real quick before we continue. 
I'm looking at the scoreboard right now. I think five out of the seven, five out of the twelve teams had their defense be a top three scorer for them this week. That is crazy. <laughs> Look, that, that, that goes against the Jack anti-defense and kicker kicker sayings. I mean, kind of. I'm fine with I'm fine with keeping defenses. Kickers is the bigger issue for me. Uh, yeah. I mean. Declan, um, you scared about this team? Oh, I'm I'm pretty scared about Tory's team, man. Um, you you can't really count on Aaron Jones and Pittman to go off like that every week, but if they can continue doing that, and then having Tyler Algier, who looks like he's gonna be a real sneaky kind of goal line option for the Falcons, and you got Zay Zim on the bench. Oh, um, yeah. he, he's got a really fucking nice team. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson, too, who I picked up in another league because I think he's going to have a really good bounce back. Uh, and then just having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you know, kind of shit the bed this week. Um, you can expect them to, you know, go back to their old ways. And he's he's got a very explosive team. Yeah, Jack, I would say our two preseason number ones, Tordy and Adam, both, they both won, and they both can do so much better, too. So they're definitely teams to watch alongside Telford, who obviously got off to an amazing start. Um, okay, Jack. Well, we'll move on to your matchup now against Joe. Uh, Joe, I want to note this before we start. Uh, he just moved into his Chicago apartment. Uh, not sure if you're Facebook friends with him, but uh, I saw today his parents posted photos of him moving to the apartment. And front and center in the apartment is is the trophy. I love to see <laughs> I mean, in that oh, that's great to see. Oh, that's great, great decoration. It's a it's a great culture moment, and Joe, Joe told me that it's it's a centerpiece for his room and in his living room decor, and he doesn't want to give it up. So, <laughs> I mean, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So, uh, yeah, congratulations on the move, Joe. I hope that you don't break the trophy, and uh, yeah, best of luck this year. Got off to a pretty good start. Um, not necessarily a dominating week, but in a pretty low scoring week. Definitely enough to beat Jack, who certainly had a subpar week. Jack, can you can you tell me what happened this week? Whew, stinky, stinky. <laughs> um, I mean, the biggest thing, and I think this is a more of a bounce back thing than not. Um, Kurt, when you have one uh, touchdown scored by someone not named Justin Herbert, that's gonna get you every week. Um, like the fact that Pacheco Walker. Justin Jefferson and Jamal Williams all were not able to get in the end zone. I can't believe Justin Jefferson had 20 fantasy points and didn't get a touchdown. He's just that dog. He he is so good. <laughs> I, I think, like, honestly, the talk around there being another consensus one this year, I think this is, like, one of those years where there's a very clear consensus one. Yeah, I mean, he's just – he's ridiculous. Nothing's going to be – you can't really stop him. Um, it's just going to be whether or not he gets injured. He's still, I would say he probably still has the highest value in fantasy outside of maybe Christian McCaffrey, just because of like the position they play. older, and it's a very busy San Francisco offense. Like, that was the other guy people were saying with the number one. But honestly, Justin Jefferson, he is just so good. That does, however, create some weaknesses with your team. Um, I think a lot of us want Pacheco to take a clear one role, but the thing that all the fantasy experts warned would happen kind of came true in week one where Clyde was the first running back in that game. And he was just generally pretty involved. Not a great game, game script either for Pacheco. But yeah, just in general, I think Pacheco will pick up steam. But uh, 
definitely having to go early on JJ plus going early on Garrett Wilson um, has you know resulted in a in a pretty weak running back room right now for you, Jack. Are you, are you concerned about that? Are there some no no? I think Kenneth Walker is a dog. I think he got game scripted out in this past week. Um, That's I mean they were. They were playing behind big time. Not sure if you saw what he was able to do on the ground if you were watching that game at all, but he looked fantastic when he was playing. And he outpaced Charbonnet and DJ Dallas by a bunch. So I'm not worried. If they run the ball, Kenneth Walker is clearly the guy if he's healthy. So I think we're doing all right there. Um, Jamal Williams faced a tough, tough Tennessee front line. Whatever. Um, but this week should be a ba- this week should be a bounce back for Jamal facing the Carolina Panthers, where hopefully they just get up big and have to run it a bunch, just because the Saints' defense is nasty. Um, what I would also like to talk about real quick is my boy Tajay Spears. Uh, I know y'all mentioned it before. He outsnapped the one of the best running back in the league from a running back standpoint, Derrick Henry. So good. He. Tasha, they trust him in the passing game. If they're playing from behind, I think he's going to be in there every time. I think if the Tennessee defense or if the Tennessee offense can get him involved in the passing game as they were looking to do, he'll be great. Um, He had like a bunch of near catches. Not sure if y'all were watching again, where it was just like Tannehill just barely missed him. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential there. Tannehill was probably like the worst player in the NFL last week with a maybe Daniel Jones caveat there. Um, it was, it was an ugly game, but so I said earlier, he had more carries. Yeah, you're right. He had more snaps and, uh, yeah, definitely again, it's, it's exciting for you, Jack. You tend to have a very young bench, a very young core, but one thing I want to say about your team before we get off it, how are you feeling now about Garrett Wilson with, uh, the uh, Robert Sala saying that Zach Wilson's QB one. I mean, Garrett Wilson still won offensive rookie of the year last year. So they obviously know he's that guy. Um, his ceiling's not going to be nearly as high, but I think the floor is still going to be around the same. I, I, like y'all saw that y'all saw that touchdown catch. He is just a dog. The, like he is, he's is so good. I'm kind of happy. I didn't watch a lot of hard knocks this off season because I know that, him and Aaron Rodgers' chemistry looked amazing. I also saw that crazy pass during the preseason. I probably would have gone crazy even higher on Garrett Wilson. I didn't get him in any of my leagues. And I have to say, Jack, personally, I'm very happy now that I did it because, yeah, I think Garrett Wilson, his ceiling was easily wide receiver one. Like, he, I would have expected a top five finish with Aaron Rodgers. And now, like, I, I don't see much of an improvement from last year um, with, if they, especially if they just keep Zach Wilson. Um, it's just I- concerning. See, I'm fine with him as my wide receiver, too, because of Jay Jettis. Like, the fact that I was able to get him with Justin Jefferson is just, like, a rarity in and of itself just because of the keeper thing. I think he's, like, as far as wide receiver, two goes, up there with the best. So, I'm not mad about it at all. Uh, Shay, thoughts on that? Um, all right. I'll start off with some positives after just another stinky low-scoring week uh, from Jack Spencer. Uh, wide receivers, obviously very nice. Um, and now to go on to the negatives. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see you're so excited about a, what, 
Tajay Spears had three points last <laughs> week. Um, and then start then continuing on with Justin Herbert. Uh, I had him last year, and Justin Herbert's just one of those fantasy quarterbacks who's actually really good in real life, but is always just kind of mediocre in fantasy. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm not a big fan of your team, Jack. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to see how it plays out then, Declan. Definitely yep, really yep. get that yep. off his chest. This is really the main reason Declan's yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Real talk, though, how do y'all feel about the Chiefs wide receivers here? Riley was saying he might start Kadarius Tony this week for a bounce back game. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but um, <laughs> yeah. Rasheed Rice has potential in the end zone. I mean, I, I, I certainly wouldn't start him over George Pickens, who now doesn't have Deontay Johnson alongside him. Um, I also wouldn't start him over Zay Flowers, so I don't really know what y'all are smoking in that household, but I would definitely wait on the player that is the most hated man in Kansas City right now, maybe right next to Sky Moore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was bad. Thank God that Bills and Bengals also f- fucked up so much more than we did. But, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I feel fine. I, I feel very. Fine. I'm glad we got our loss out of yeah. the way, and we let them embarrass themselves afterwards. Um, yeah, I was super happy to see the Bills and Bengals lose right after their fans were just trashing us so hard for about three days. <laughs> and also, the Broncos lost, so they can't have optimism that things are different now under uh, Sean Payton. Um, yeah, Joe. The thing with Joe is he. Now, I will say. There are plenty of other leagues where people are waiting on Cooper Cup and did not have to spend a first-round pick on them. Um, as amazing as Brozarks was, it did unfortunately uh, necessitate a bit of an earlier draft than most leagues. I don't think it was uh, offensively early, but one of the major uh, casualties of that was Cooper Cup's hamstring injury shortly after this. Um, yeah, so Joe's team is going to come down to waiting on Cooper Cup praying that it's the four weeks and then he's right back to full health. Um, but yeah, I would say overall, like I, I think part of the reason that um, Jack, I think it was you who was excited about this team was the Madison and DJ Moore combo. Um, and I, Oh, not Madison, DJ Moore. Oh, I think Metcalf was excited about Madison and DJ Moore. Um, I just in general, I'm worried about both of those players. I didn't buy either of their stock because I think DJ Moore was way overinflated. And I think that Madison, even though it felt like you were getting good value with him in like the sixth, I, we just know that this workhorse role is just not something he's accustomed to. And I'm a little worried to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I would be uh, with the loss of Deontay Johnson for who knows how long. Um, I think Joe's team is trending in the wrong direction. I, I am expecting a Jalen Hurts bounce back game next week. Um, it was a it was a solid win for his boys, uh, but again, all things considered, uh, a lot of us are looking to bounce back next week, and I think Joe might need to make some adjustments on on this team, or just hope for some bounce backs in general. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think Joe's a good fantasy manager. Jalen Hurts. That was a weird game. Did y'all watch that one? Not, so, no, I was on a plane, but uh, I did see some of the highlights, and uh, it was it was a weird one. Tom Brady was um, crowd wearing no pads. That was weird. Why was he wearing and skinny jeans? He was wearing skinny jeans, sprinting around. That was, that was yeah. weird. 
<laughs> it was weird. It was, yeah. Get get your ass to New York. <laughs> I, I I hope not. I I Declan, you're you're a big Boston guy. What were your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I guess you could say I'm a Boston guy, but I mean, I I hate the Patriots. Um, but if you are a Patriots fan, with how Mac Jones played, you have to be. You have to be pretty happy. I mean, Mac Jones had a decent game besides the end, I guess you could argue. And they held, um, you know, the champions of the NFC last year to a relatively shitty game offensively. So if you're a Patriots fan, you got to be kind of happy about that. And Plus the fact that the, uh, despite the fact that the Dolphins had a really good game, um, the the Jets and the Bills were both looking scary this year, and they're both mm. looking a lot worse after last night. So somehow, some way, the Patriots, I feel like, have not horrible odds to win the division and make some noise this year. But they will be the least scary division winner if they do win that what was supposed to be the most competitive division in football. Um, okay, well, we are on our last game now. We are closing with the closest game of the week. Uh, the most devastating game of the week, the most controversial game of the week, and the one that everyone's talking about this morning as the Triple B took down New Tommy. Uh, that name is more relevant now that Tommy's not with us. But um, it, was certainly, <laughs> it was certainly a devastating night for Will Frankie. I mean, I, I think I looked at the win percentage uh, after Sunday night just to see if there were any close games, and nothing even caught my eye. Like, I don't think there was anything that I think Jack, you had the closest win percentage. Um, and that we wasn't even looking that close because you needed Garrett Wilson to go crazy. Um, yeah, I needed Rodgers to stay in the game. Th- I mean, this game, the I mean, the assumption was obviously that uh, I, I think that Frankie had like one point on Dawson going into this game with Tyler Bass, who's a very good kicker, and of course Aaron Rodgers, Versus Stephon Diggs. That game's not over, but with, you know, Bass getting some points off of Diggs production and just, you know, a quarterback for the Jets, that game was essentially over. It was going to be a great start to the year for Frankie. And Frankie, I know you're listening. Uh, this just, it, I, I don't have much to say here. I, I Of course, uh, I don't think you had a great week in general. I think that this was a week that you normally would have lost, but of course, that was true across the board. Um I, I really like the Joe Mixon pick but uh, the and the Najee Harris pick was okay, but uh, both those game scripts really did not work for those players in those blowouts they lost in. Um, A.J. Brown and Olave both look great. Uh, I think you're going to need to step up the flex. Uh, Odell Beckham's a, a weak flex, so you've got some options with uh, Javante hopefully getting more snaps. But Christian Watson. <laughs> But, Should be better. <laughs> true. He'll be back. Yeah, and he'll be he'll be a stud. You're right. You're right. He he has a great wide receiver. A lot of potential. A lot of potential. You can't say that about Frankie. He he has one of the best wide receiver cores. However, uh, his backup quarterback is Bryce. Look, I also I said it during the draft. Uh, fantasy Pro said it too. Aaron Rodgers, fantasy wise this year, was the worst of the starting quarterbacks in our league. But he still had a really good ceiling, and his floor was decent too. But Frankie's backup is obviously an unstartable player. So Frankie is going to be either streaming QBs all year or he's going to have to trade off one of those big pieces. Again, with a very solid core of two starting running backs and three wide receivers, he's probably going to have to let one of those go to plug in a QB to restabilize the ship. Because 
as undevastating as you think uh, one of the lower end QBs going down would go, this really wrecks the potential of Frankie's team. Yeah, no, it's 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 bad. He's in Bryce's. He's in Bryce's. Um, oh, yeah, that Aaron Rodgers. You one say is he's killer. in Bryce's? Yeah, he's in Bryce's. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that. That's pretty good. Well, there's Stroud boys. There's being in Bryce. There's being in Bryce's. Um, what was the? There's the Howl band. Well, how about? I mean, <laughs> Which, AR15. He heated he well. Oh no, I'm talking about nicknames. Well, yeah, but these are all rookie quarterbacks we're talking about. Yeah, well, I'm talking like fun nicknames, not just AR15. Okay, okay. Yeah, AR15s aren't funny in the least, Conrad. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I, I would yeah. like to it's, see you. Pro- this guy probably thinks AR stands for assault rifle. Uh, <laughs> was it Ellen Robinson AR15 first? Am I wrong? Yeah, oh. I think maybe. <laughs> they were all. Yeah, AR fifteen is a common name. I mean, but before we jump, yeah, before we jump to Dawson's side, I mean, yeah, I, I really want to know what you guys think about what Frankie's next move should be. Let's uh, let's let's give some advice to the boy, unsolicited. Start uh, start the Jets defense. True. Oh yeah. I mean, the Saints that are also crazy. really good defense too, and they have a great matchup next week. I think. Uh, I'll top. Yeah, they're playing against Carolina. Carolina. So you probably are going to continue to start the Saints defense, actually. But um, two great defenses. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tra- you know what? You know what? I'll say it. Trade a defense. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you got to Yeah, you- trade a defense for like trade like your best defense to Jack for like Jared Goff or something. Just, just, just do it. Oh, should I text him right now? I mean, that's a good trade. I wouldn't hate it. I don't know. There's a lot of potential. You got. You can't be starting Odell Beckham Jr. Though. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so I'm bad. Play there. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to hop to? You want to hop to Dawson? I, well, I just want to say, uh, Will Frankie. I'll, I'll be seeing the boy. I saw him last weekend at the uh, alumni event, which was very fun. And um, I also uh, will be seeing him. He's flying out to DC on Thursday night. Will be. It'll be his first time in DC. I'm excited for that. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, true city boy. I wish he could stay for Sunday for the games, but he's flying out. So uh, maybe, uh, maybe there'll be some uh, fantasy therapy going on this weekend. We'll see. <laughs> a bit, a big DC link up. You got to get Tampa involved as well. Oh, of oh, well, he's flying uh, out us, yeah. <laughs> All right, you want to switch to you want to switch to our main man, our, Dawson our final, our final evaluation. The only true. Sole two-time champion, Nosplot Irvy, who has coming off of a season where he, from last to first, according to pretty much every metric, um, before falling short to me in the playoffs, I'm proud to say, um, he's back with a vengeance. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that this team, I mean, honestly, the I, I said it from the start, he drafted a great team, and then his running back room was just very shaky to me. I know you guys love Jameer Gibbs, and people were saying that J.K. Dobbins was a fine RB2. But, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, we, we've said it all along. The injury risk is very much there. Literally, <laughs> Dawson, with the worst jinx of all time, uh, he literally <laughs> he didn't even say, like, J.K. Dobbins is him. He was like, whose ACLs made of spaghetti, huh? And then, <laughs> I mean, that's an all-time nostalgia. Uh, very important. Jameer Gibbs, I'd be very excited about for him. I mean, all of his runs in that Chiefs game, he looks great. 
uh, he like tripped, I think, on one play that we got a touchdown against us. I'd be excited about that. If I'm Dawson, I'm definitely holding on to him and seeing what happens. But he, re- regardless of if Aaron Jones misses this week's game or not, um, it's not going to be a long-term injury. So A.J. Dillon would be fine for this week. would actually be good for this week. But regardless, he has completely lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. DeAndre Swift is not going to be fantasy relevant this year. And then, of course, he has Cordero Patterson, where I don't think we need to discuss him. He also has Evan Hole, who's also out. So just overall, this team literally, instead of just like needing to improve, it needs an, it literally needs another running back. And um, I'd probably spin up big on Fab for a few running back dart throws for him if I was him uh, tonight. I know this pod won't be out Gain- until tomorrow. But- You're go- we going Gainwell? Yeah, Gamewell, uh, he got injured too, but uh, I think Gamewell makes a lot of sense. Look, I don't want to reveal who my waiver picks are because that's... that's it's going to be Josh Kelly. You want Josh Kelly back on your team. That's, that's privileged information. Uh, <laughs> but all things considered, Dawson's team is very desperately in the need of an RB2. And um, you would think, you know, that's just one position in fantasy. The rest is fine, but uh, it, it's, it's going to have to weaken the rest of his team to make that trade unless he just finds a gem in the waiver pool. There's no more Tommy in the league, so he's going to have to figure something else out for stealing to patch up his roster. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, poor guy. What, this is his second, like, horrible injury? He is also someone that I think will never again be – this is probably the last week ever that he is on anyone's fantasy team for the rest of his life, honestly. Dude, this might be the only time he's on like an NFL roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's – it's it's horrible, but it's it's true. I mean, that's – He's 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 toast as far as fantasy relevance goes. He'll probably get on some veteran minimum contract, maybe make a fifty-two person roster, but it's it's pretty bleak for him. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's bad. Oh, his bench is it's smelly. Dishay, any yeah, thoughts it's... for your brother in arms? Um. Yeah, I was in a I was in a very similar similar situation in another one of my leagues where I had Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo defense, and I was down big. And the guy I was playing had Aaron Rodgers. So oh, of course, when win. Aaron Rodgers got injured, no, I lost by two points on the unreturned oh. touchdown. Um. Yeah, I think it would have come down to that, oh, right? Oh my! God. I mean, it had well, yeah, I don't but. Know. Of course, in D-Shay fashion, I started high-stepping on the guy I was playing. Um, ended up losing by two. But, yeah, if, if you're Noswell, you have to be disappointed after watching that Lions game and seeing David Montgomery continually get three-yard carries right up the middle. Um, but Jameer Gibbs is probably going to get a lot more involved in the offense, especially in the passing game. But, yeah, I mean, his, his running backs are going to be – Pretty, pretty weak. So he needs Jameer Gibbs to come out and be a, a solid, you know, top 15 fantasy running back. Um, and, of course, Tyler Lockett's going to go back to bossing up. This is, uh, you know, this this was really the battle of the, of the torn Achilles. I'm just realizing that now. Both of these teams really, a core of their team, they will be scrambling this week. And I'd love to see – where, where, they, where they take things. Well, keep your eye out for both these teams. That brings us to the end of our evaluation this week. We are going to end this episode as we did after the first week last year with the week one biggest overreactions. These are our reactions that we weren't necessarily sure about or didn't think 
going into Sunday, and we are now swearing by Jack. I know you got yours teed up, so I'd love for you to start. What is your biggest week one overreaction? Justin Fields does not finish top 12 in quarterbacks this year. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot, actually. (laughs) He had a a fine week, um, but if y'all were watching the game, this it's not even really anything on him. This Bears team is so bad. <laughs> They're so, so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah and he, and I, th- I think he's also very, very injury risk because he loves to pull the ball. And he was not taking – he's not taking slides. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that is very fair. And, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with that. My – my brother has Justin Fields in all three of his leagues. He very strongly believes in him. But, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm worried about the injury. I'm worried about the fact that he's not a good quarterback in real life. I think that's a good take. Declan, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think he'll be a top 12 quarterback. But, I mean, especially after the year he had last year, teams key in on the fact that he doesn't really throw the ball very well. So I think it's definitely a possibility. It's a pretty important thing to being a quarterback is being able to throw it, but you know. Yeah, well, you know, fantasy points different from being like an actual good quarterback. <laughs> Declan, do you have a biggest week one overreaction? Oh, yes, I do. And when I drafted this player... I had this in the back of my mind. It's spicy. Like Jamal Williams last year, David Montgomery is going to be a top 15 running back in fantasy. Maybe even better. Okay. So your, what, your overreaction you is about your own. <laughs> like my, kids, my guys are just really good and I'm going to win the league. That, that, that's, my, that's my overreaction. No, uh, oh, Declan, oh. I would challenge you on that because Jameer Gibbs looks great. Uh, I mean, Jameer DeAndre, Gibbs did look DeAndre better DeAndre than DeAndre Swift. Pretty good last year too, Conrad. But you saw he was getting the goal line carries, and that's what it comes down to. It's the touchdowns. It's the vulture touchdowns, which, of course, Jamal Williams just ate up on last year. Mm. Well, Jack, you have any thoughts? Ah, uh, was that I, even an overreaction, or is that a pretty safe pick? I think it's not an overreaction by any means. What 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 do you say is going to finish at? I was saying top fifteen, but Jamal Williams finished seven last year. So I mean, he could he could very potentially be a top ten running back in fantasy. Yeah, it's it's going to come off the goal line carries. I mean, y'all know anything about Dan Campbell? That man is built on grit. Did y'all hear about his um, coffee habit that he's been doing? I did not. Oh, you're gonna. So I told this to Tordy, former Starbucks employee. He gets the venti, which I think are the biggest ones. So he gets a double, like a venti of that, and then does a double espresso shot in each of them. And I think it comes out to 1,100 milligrams of caffeine in total. That's a big boy. So it's the equi- it's the equivalent of drinking around 11 Red Bulls to start your morning. That's a that's a big boy. That's horrifying. He's just hyped up on he's his heart's gonna give out um but yeah he, he loves the goal line stuff he's gonna be trying to run it he's he's a, he's a football guy as we all know run the damn ball all all those good things 
Um, but I think as the season goes on, they're they can't just not give it to Jameer Gibbs, right? Like he's so electric. He's so good, Declan. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. He's he's a little tiny boy. They need to give the goal line carries to a bigger boy. <laughs> Guys, I'll give you uh, I'll give you two of our reactions uh, pertaining to real football, both of which uh, I think they're somewhat related to each other. Um, I'd like to start with. Um, I think uh, maybe a, arguably a less controversial one. Um, I think Dolphins win the AFC East. And uh, honestly, if Aaron Rodgers would have stayed healthy this year, I think there's a pretty good chance the Bills would have missed the playoffs. I'm not going to pick that now because I think in general, the Jets are going to be weaker, obviously. They're going to be much weaker. Um, so I still think Bills will be fine. But I think Dolphins become way more threatening than the Bills do. I could see honestly, um, the, I could see the Chiefs losing that Germany game. Like that's one of the only games that I look out at and say, if we're healthy, we could still lose this game. I could see us losing to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are very scary this year, and uh, yeah, I I don't want to face them in the playoffs. I I think that they're explosive. They can they can beat anyone. Kind of like the Ravens had been for a couple of years, and like the Ravens still might be. My other prediction on the other side of the NFC is that Texas is back, boys. I think that uh, the Cowboys look excellent. Um, I still think people are too low on the Eagles this year. Anyone who thinks that the Eagles aren't still the favorite to win the NFC, I think that you're misguided. But I think the Cowboys and the 49ers as well, but the Cowboys especially, uh, beating the Giants at home 40-0, to that was not because the Giants are terrible. The Giants are not going to be as good as they were last year, but the Giants are probably going to have a near 500 record. The Cowboys were just so dominant. And as barring any, it had to be like multiple serious injuries, I think. Uh, I think Dallas could displace the Eagles uh, by maybe halfway through the season as the NFC favorite. And uh, right now, they're my pick for uh, the NFC side of the Super Bowl. Um, And then I'll combine that with, uh, yeah, Texas in general is back. Uh, I think this (laughs) could be the year for the Longhorns, boys. What are your thoughts on all those? Uh, this Cowboys defense is nasty. They're gonna, their defensive line is gonna get after it this year. I have a Michael Parsons defensive player of the year bet. Hopefully that turns out well for me. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just glad that defensive line is in the NFC and not the AFC. Yeah, I. They, they would probably be the team I'm most scared of if they played in the AFC. Probably. Oh, yeah. Did you see Trevon Diggs' play near the end of that game where, like, whoever on the Giants picked up, like, a 20-yard catch and then Trevon Diggs just stripped the ball away from him before he went down? Like, their their team is just th- – th- them boys are feisty. Yeah, I think they got a lot to prove, a lot to prove. But the Cowboys are also the Cowboys and, True. you know – they also have Dak Prescott underneath center, so you never know. You never know. Um, but if they can establish uh, that little scrappy guy. What's his name, Declan? Oh, that would be Deuce Vaughn. Oh, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn, yes, yes. Uh, where, he played at KU, right? Uh, no, the the Big 12 champions, um, Kansas State. Oh, Chuck, Deuce Vaughn. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah once, uh, uh, if they can get him involved, sure, sure. Yeah, I I think Cowboys, they're my pick to be the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I mean, also considering 
how kind of weak the NFC is. I think maybe the Niners could challenge them for that, and then the Eagles too. But I think Cowboys are probably going to be the number one seed in the NFC. And also with your Texas Longhorn take, um, I mean, if you look at the odds for the Big 12 right now, Oklahoma is still above K-State. I think K-State's better than Oklahoma, but after watching that Texas game, I I don't see I don't see a universe where K-State would be able to beat them unless they get pretty lucky and maybe, I don't know, a low scoring game where Texas has a lot of turnovers, but I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that game, especially that it's in Austin. Oh, I mean, is there anything more verifying than beating Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa? That was, that, that was just one of the most impressive regular season games I've ever seen as far as like expectations go. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was pretty incredible. And I think college football is at its best when we have a strong Texas and a strong USC, and it seems like we're veering in that direction. So uh, yeah, how about how about all the conferences kind of SEC kind of falling off a little bit? Little and bit. I think the top four right now you have Florida State, ACC, Texas, Big Twelve, um, Georgia. I think SEC. Georgia's up there, yeah. and then the Pac-12 with USC. Um, it's it's kind of nice to finally have some conference parity. You also got Michigan and Ohio State in there too, but yeah, I mean, oh yeah, you know your traditional powerhouses, but yeah, good parity right now. The Pac-12 tends to cannibalize itself. We'll see what happens. I think USC's for real, but their their defense isn't great. Um, but but yeah, I I. I feel pretty strongly about everything I just said. I, I think that uh, I do think that there's a chance that, of course, we all think this that Tua gets injured again. But barring that, I I think the Dolphins are would be a smart pick for a, for a Super Bowl dark horse right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're dangerous. They're dangerous. We just need the Chiefs to get back on schedule, and we'll we'll be there. I'm so I I mean week two, if, especially if Kelsey's back, that is going to feel like week one to me because like. Seeing the real Chiefs, yeah. oh my god, I'm so ready for it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm nervous about that game though. My uh, my parents will be in Jacksonville uh, watching the game, but the Jags Jags aren't no slouch. They're they're, no slouch. they're definitely going to be in the playoffs this year, and I I think they could be really good. But a real win against the real team, I think, is just what we need to to get us yeah. get us ready for the rest of the season. Yeah, it was just cla- it's just classic Chiefs fans overreacting. Oh yeah, um, Yeah, I mean we're. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Metcalf sent out some wild tweets after you know everybody's calling for Brett Beach's head, but I'm, <laughs> I'm still firmly I'm still firmly in the trust Brett Beach bandwagon. My God, yes, I I. So some of those, I was unfortunately, I was that was when I was flying to Kansas City, and I didn't even see a lot of the game. But I saw texts from Dawson saying stuff like, "This is bad. I'm not in a good place," and I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> this isn't the playoff." <laughs> um, that will wrap up this week, guys. Uh, I I really enjoyed this. I think even though we all lost this 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 week, and we're sitting pretty at eight, nine, and ten right now, I think we're all feeling pretty excited about our boys. Looking forward to seeing how the waivers pan out. Uh, stay feisty on the trade block. Look out for those one-ups, especially. And uh, yeah, time to start seeing what these boys are made of. Put down a feeling.